Happy New Year and happy 2021. We are excited to be back with the EFTA What I Wish I Knew podcast for season two. Um, We have some great guests and interviews for you guys this season, and um, we're excited to dive into more of our young professionals in Montgomery County, but also from across the country. Um, There are some great life lessons. We've got some um, servicemen and women that will be speaking with you guys and answering questions. We will have time within this season to um, have listeners submit questions, and um, we're just really excited to continue to introduce you to young professionals from our community to help inspire you to um, reach your dreams and reach your career goals. So enjoy this episode. On today's episode of the What I Wish I Knew podcast, I sit down with Lauren Lothringer, Community Relations Director at Planet Ford Lincoln here in Spring, Texas. Lauren was so much fun and so easy to talk to. Lauren is one part Community Relations Director, one part Event Consultant, one part Dog Mom, and the most extroverted, introverted person you will ever meet, and that's her self-proclaimed title. Lauren received a bachelor's degree from Texas A&M University and has spent the last five years of her career learning the ins and outs of the events and hospitality industry, where she earned a certification in luxury sales and service foundations from the Ritz-Carlton in Santa Barbara. Recently, she accepted her current position as Community Relations Director at Planet Ford Lincoln in her hometown of Spring, Texas where her time is spent connecting with those within her community, attending local events, and giving back as often as she can. We at EFTA are honored to call Planet Ford Lincoln an EFTA sponsor. On this episode, Lauren shares all about her her experience selecting Texas A&M, the importance of having a plan B, and having hands-on experience to help prepare you for future careers. She has some great takeaways about caring for yourself and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, and I hope that um, you kind of keep these in your back pocket for times when you feel uncertain about where you are, where you're going, or who you want to be. Thank you again for listening to the What I Wish I Knew podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Morning, Lauren. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I am excited to meet you. We've never met in person, so I'm excited to meet you virtually. And thank you for joining me today on the What I Wish I Knew podcast. Happy to be here. Hopefully I can uh, shed some knowledge. So (laughs) yes, well, let's just jump right in. Tell, um, Tell me and our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I am with Planet Ford and Lincoln over here in Spring, Texas, right off 45. I actually grew up in this area. I am a native Houstonian. I currently live downtown. I've lived there for about four years now, and I just made my way back to my hometown of Spring, and um, I am kind of operating as their community relations director here at Ford. Um, it's so awesome to be here and, you know, kind of pour back into the community that I was raised in and a lot of, uh, familiar faces. I was just working at a golf tournament yesterday and I ran into this girl that I went to high school with and she was like, Lord, I was like, Jasmine. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's crazy to see, um, even though it, it's been, you know, I won't, I won't date myself. Um, but you know, a, a quite a long time since like graduation from high school and to run into these people. And I think it's even crazier too, the fact that we have social media. And so I still like knew a little bit about her life. 
you know, you can still make those connections and plug, um, which I think is a cool thing that maybe our parents didn't have, you know, growing up. I guess that can be good and bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was born and raised here and I um, graduated from Texas A&M University and um, with a recreation park and tourism sciences degree. So definitely not STEM, but um, I, I did start there, which is actually kind of a funny story. So I have an older brother um, who is 32. I will, I'll go lower because he'll probably kill me if he ever hears this and I went yeah. high. <laughs> um, so he actually uh, went to Texas Tech and got an industrial engineering degree. And um, so whenever I was kind of looking, you know, at colleges and all that good stuff, and I, I knew I was really good with math and I still, I still love math. Um, science, history, not so much, um, but we're getting there, you know, as we get older, we kind of have a newfound appreciation for things. And um, so, whenever I was kind of applying for schools and I, I just really wasn't sure where I wanted to go. I was actually really torn. And um, I ended up going to Blinn for a year and a half. And I think that there were a lot, a lot of driving factors behind that. Um, I was dating a guy at the time um, who actually had just moved from College Station to go on to Texas State, but also to, um, I was being raised by my mom. And so I didn't want to put her into a lot of debt you know, and I didn't want to have debt myself. And so that was kind of a reason why, you know, just take the time to figure it out. There is no rush, um, you know, like what what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, oh, I don't know. That's just such a you know, yeah. question. I'm still figuring it out. So aren't we all? Don't yeah. be too hard on yourself. <laughs> um, and so, I remember registering for classes with my mom at orientation and <laughs> she was like, well, why don't you just give it a shot? You know, do take some classes, go towards industrial engineering. Like, you know, your brother has found success in it that we think. <laughs> um, and so I did that and I quickly realized it was not for me. Um, I'm just far too creative <laughs> I guess, and just kind of, I, it just, I, I could feel myself not being myself, you know, and, and I didn't necessarily know what was right, but I knew that that wasn't, you know, that was wrong. I did know that. And right. so um, I kind of shifted gears and started leaning towards um, a design degree. And, you know, I mentioned that I was dating someone at the time. And I think that unfortunately, when we are younger, you know, our, 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 our sites are kind of like this small and we, we struggle, especially when emotions, emotions are involved. We struggle to look beyond that. And, you know, I'm sure our parents want to kick us so many times. <laughs> like, no, 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 we know everything. Like, mom, yeah. I got this, you know, <laughs> sit back there. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I've, I've been in your shoes. And so um, <clears throat> we, uh, I started taking courses, you know, a lot of studio courses. And, um, sorry, one second. Uh, and I, I loved it and I had always loved art and design and that like was something that was truly passionate to me. And, um, but I was taking courses that were going toward that were going to count towards, you know, credits for a degree at Texas State. <clears throat> okay. Did that for about a year and a half. 
And um, when it came time, you know, to really make that decision, I realized that I didn't have a plan B. Like I had really fully set my sights on Texas State was the only option. Right. I think I kind of had like a come to Jesus meeting with myself to be like, like what, what do you really want, girl? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? Like and just say, like, you know, things didn't work out and things were not well. <laughs> um, that you know, are you gonna be happy there? And I think that there are a lot of heartfelt, deep conversations that I had with my mom too. And she she knew me as a person and she knew if she was pushy, then I was going to be like, okay, well, I'm gonna do the complete opposite of what you just told me. <laughs> and so um, you know, I was like, what's the harm? Might as well. So I actually my, I was talking with my roommate because she had this major that I graduated with and um, she's like, just sign on, you know, just see when the deadline is. And so I logged on, it was in two days. I was like, wow, okay. So like game time, pressure's on. And I rushed to like fill out the application. Then obviously like if you're probably going through the process and you know, like it takes a little bit to, to get an official, you know, uh, transcript and all that stuff. So I had to hand deliver all of my information to the registrar's office in order for it to be considered. Yeah. Uh, I was like, all right, whatever, got it in. I'm just gonna go on about my life. And you know, the Thanksgiving holidays were approaching and I had gone home for the holidays and we were coming out of the shower. My mom like walks up to me and she's like, hey, like you got this. It was a letter from Texas A&M. It was actually my 19th birthday. And I was like getting ready to, you know, go out with my friends, do all that good stuff. and. Um, I remember opening it and I was accepted. I think I was in total shock because I was just like, wow, I'm so excited. And I feel so honored because the school is just incredible and it's such a privilege, but also to at the same time, like the fear and, you know, the stress of like having to make that hard of a decision um, that was going to impact my personal life. Right really sudden at the same time, you know, they were even, and I think it kind of probably took over too. Mm -hmm. So I took the rest of the holidays to kind of determine what I was going to do. And I also had to like work on subleasing my apartment and I'd already done that. And um, so I didn't have anywhere to live. Like I was like, okay, I'm, I'm about to get back. Like if I choose to go to AM, I'm literally not going to have a home. So I need to like make a decision quickly. And um, in December of 2016, I ended up receiving a diploma from Texas A&M. And um, it's funny because one week after, um, whenever I started my classes that following January, um, the relationship ended. And I think that's kind of a testament to always follow your heart and do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. I think that the whole time that there was something that was just kind of driving me to, yeah. you know, and, um, and so I wouldn't change it for the world. And, you know, I've gone through about four jobs since um, I have graduated and they were all remarkable, taught me so many things. They've all been in like hospitality and events. Um, and so I think for this next opportunity, I was really focused on trying to find my home when it comes to my career and somewhere that I can build tenure. Just because I think it's kind of normal for millennials to hop around. I think that's kind of expected of them these days. Um, versus when, you know, our parents are like, I've had the same job for 40 years, you know, that's my mom. We're really not that bad, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, and that's okay because you're still learning, you know, and, and I'm still learning. And I've been here for about three months now and I, I chose this job and I selected it because I, 
I had the tough conversations based off the things I knew I didn't want in my interview process. You know, I, I may not have learned everything, but I learned what I didn't like. And I think that was important and I carried it with me. And they kind of hit all the, the spots and um, reassured me, you know, that that wasn't how this, you know, facility operated and right. all that good stuff. So that is about me. <laughs> awesome. Well, Long-winded, but it's, you know, yeah. kind of, uh, in, in depth. And I think it's important, you know, because um, emotions and feelings are very important and it's hard and it's real. It's raw. and. Yeah that's what a lot of people go through. Yeah, no, the process. And I think that that you, you put it very well and being those tough decisions and those tough conversations, but also following your heart. I think that lines up with the passions that we talk about for students finding. And so um, thank you for, for giving that, that detail. Um, So when I think of Planet Ford Lincoln, I think of the big globe, but then I think about (laughs) cars. I don't necessarily think about the community relations. If I like were to think more in depth about it, I would think that I know that that would be important. But what is, what do you feel like, you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but what do you feel like when you selected this three months, this career three months ago, and in the community relations, but added dealership, what, why? Like what, what was that process? So it's funny because um, my background and all that is completely opposite. And, but oddly enough, my family is in the automotive industry, actually like completely on the opposite side with Chevy and <laughs> no more feeling. Um, Christmas is interesting. <laughs> no, um, it, it's, uh, my grandfather and like that whole side of the family before he passed in 2018, um, he actually owned and operated an automotive service shop and so my grandmother and my dad are still there operating it so I knew a little bit um (laughs) that's it not a lot um but I think that we all shared the same passion of wanting to help people Mm -hmm. so and I had done some things for them like organized some events and you know uh a giveaway for like x amount of dollars and and service to someone in need you know we'd always done things like that and I think that I've always had a passion for providing advice or, you know, people even like a lot of my girlfriends will come to me for relationship advice. I'm like, girl, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like I do. Um, But, you know, I think that I've just always had a passion for helping people. Mm -hmm. And it's funny too, because I thought the same thing you did. And it's, and it's even funnier because I grew up two miles down the street from Planet Ford. So I've been here like my whole life. And I'm like, they have what? And yeah. <laughs> I remember searching on um, Indeed and I had found it, I think maybe two hours after they posted the job. And so I, uh, <laughs> I applied for it. And then I heard back, I think within the day and they wanted me to do this video of basically, you know, answering questions. Mm-hmm there was actual video and then that would take you to the next step. And so um, I actually had a huge fear and still kind of do a public speaking. Like I'm good with talking to people one-on-one, but um, I think as like, again, millennials, we were just, you know, here with our phones because we were like the intro to technology and and cell phones and all that. And so, and my mom, I will say really pushed me hard to be like, no, you need to go up there and you need to shake their hand and introduce yourself. Like, let them know who you are when you step into the room. Mm -hmm. And 
um, I, uh, I just, I didn't even know that, you know, they had a position that was like this, but I did the, the inner, the kind of like questions being recorded. And I was like, they are literally never going to call me back. That was awful. <laughs> never going to hear from them. Like, they might as well just shake it off, girl, go get some lunch and just call it a day. <laughs> like, keep hunting with your search. And, um, but oddly enough, I got a call back and, um, you know, they called me in for an actual interview and I, we have this wall shrine of like everything that we've done here in the community but it's just all the plaques from like the kids that we help like the baseball teams and you know volleyball and all that good stuff and so I had no idea how much we were involved in the community I mean that we give back like the fact that there's a whole position for it I mean says enough in and of itself and um and so Sean is our GM and operating partner and it's funny too, because when usually whenever you get into big corporations, you know, you always hear about like the higher ups and, but like, you're like, oh, like, oh, I probably won't like meet them, you know, just do my job. And so I actually went to an event the second week I started. And I remember I was just standing here because I didn't know anyone. I'm just kind of taking it all in and at our 59 store and Randall Reed actually walked right up to me and he was like, hey, like shook my hand. He's like, you're like our, our new community relations person out at 45, right? And I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think that's just a testament to who we are here at Planet Forward. Mm -hmm. I made it very, very clear. Um, we don't give back because of what we get in return. We give back because it's the right thing to do. Right. And I think that's really, and I think that really resonated with me because at the end of the day, it's, you want to take your car to someone that you know, love and trust, right? You know, or that you can shoot them a text and be like, Hey, my car is making this sound. Like, do you, do you know what could possibly be wrong? Can I bring it to you tomorrow at seven before I go to work, you yeah. know? And so I think that everything we do, it's really important that we want to like establish those kind of relationships. Um, and I think it falls right in line with like me wanting to help people. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of what drew me here. Yeah, that's great. So this is not a question that I gave you on the front end, but okay. you had the job for three months. What was the process like um, of interviewing in the midst of a pandemic yeah. and <laughs> a new job? And we, we just went through a mock interview session with some of our leadership kids last week and um, we did Zoom group interviews. I feel like Zoom interviews is probably a new new trend that will probably right. stick around a little bit longer than what just where we are now. So it just briefly kind of what was that process like? Yeah. So well in car business and and just automotive in general was considered essential from the beginning. So they actually have not closed their doors at all. Obviously we have protocols, you know, I take, I get my temperature taken every morning. We have the mask rolled, all that good stuff. But um, I did come in person for, I had two interviews. I came in person for both of them and um, obviously masked up and as if like interview sweat isn't already bad yeah. enough. I'm like this, I'm like, oh my, everything is sweating on me. <laughs> and so, um, and then like, as if you will say, like you have, you make the mistake of putting on lipstick and you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. Regret. <laughs> and so, um, 
I interviewed with, it was actually, I was pretty quick. I was, I was shocked, but I, there's a gentleman here and they've all been here for so long. And so uh, that's kind of something that I look forward to, you know, to maybe one day say like, yeah, like I've been here for 15 years, you know? And so I met with three gentlemen, um, the guy that originally interviewed me or that I'd spoken with on the phone, uh, Tom, he's kind of the, he oversees kind of the training for all the sales guys. Um, he's from like New Jersey, I think, total New York accent, love it. Um, and so then I met with Brad, who is our director of operations. And then finally, Sean, I knew when I made Sean's office, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I chatted with them briefly and then actually I came back and I was so eager and really transparent about like uh, salary and all that. I knew what I wanted. Um, I think that's a very, very important to go and do your research. Mm -hmm. I mean, look for the similar role titles and like see what they're paid. You know, like all that information is available on Glassdoor right. and, you know, and so don't go in there blind because you're going to end up shorting yourself and go higher. I mean, I think females <clears throat> tend to not shoot for the stars, you know, when we're worth so much. And so, and I was super transparent with that about Sean um, in the beginning and <laughs> two weeks had passed and I hadn't heard and I was like, oh my gosh. And I just really was like nervous about my current job, previous job, I guess. And didn't know it was going to happen on that front just because our department, I mean, events were the first thing to be cut, you know, mm -hmm. our department was slowly becoming obsolete right. and I was the last one hired there. And typically it's last one hired, first one fired, and they hadn't let anyone go. And, you know, they were very, very gracious. And, um, <clears throat> but I was being pulled to do things that necessarily weren't near and dear to my heart, but I was grateful nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was getting antsy about hearing back uh, from the guys. And I remember following up, I was like, I'm probably so annoying, but like, whatever, I don't even care. Like, at least I know I want to be here. Yeah. And um, and so Sean was like, like, we haven't forgotten about you, like just still working through some things. And um, he asked me like uh, probably two weeks later from the date, I was like, hey, can you come back in? I remember calling my dad and he was like, no, no, no. Like you for sure got it. He's like, they wouldn't call you in if you didn't get it. I was right. like, I don't know, dad, like, I appreciate it. I get you trying to hype me up right now, um, but like, we'll just see. And so um, I came in and he offered me the position. And obviously, again, everything protocol wise, like still masked up and respecting, you know, everyone's comfortability factors. And, yeah. um, and he actually offered me over what I asked for. And I think that that really meant a lot to me because he saw my value and he he knew I was worth that you know and he even and I think it's important too to know that you know, for community relations you can't have a turnover of every year right yeah and um it defeats the whole purpose and it's like oh well I saw the, the different girl here last year at the golf tournament you yeah. know so um it really showed me that he wanted to invest in me and in my success. And I, I, I don't think they've said no to one thing since I've been here, you know, and that's, that's incredible. And I think that it just tells a lot about them and the company and all that. So I, I'm definitely happy. I'm loving it. Um, I'm learning. <laughs> it's actually a, uh, 
um, I'm, to be master certified in Ford products. So it's like product knowledge. And so I learned all about like the vehicles and all, took the tests and all that. So it's, um, I can still kind of answer, like someone was asking questions about the F-150 that was um, out at the golf tournament. I was like, oh, well, I guess that thing did come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're getting there. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, What do you, did you, did you do anything to help prepare you for maybe past careers or this current job that you have, career that you have, internships, mentors, you know, you've said certifications on different products and, you know, that's beneficial and something that you can take into professional life too. Um, (laughs) What were some of those things that you did? Um, So... I think I kind of touched on like my fear of, of like public speaking mm-hmm. earlier and I that was like really big for me like the fact that I'm here doing this podcast with you I think shows <laughs> progress is I just and especially like in all my roles too I, I took um this sales class and I didn't know it was a sales class it was marketed as an economics class which ended up turning into a sales class and I had to have it to graduate. And I already dropped off or dropped, he dropped <clears throat> a different, um, and no, I didn't Q drop that, let me specify. I just switched classes and cause I didn't, it, the other one was like way too far on campus and I didn't want to miss it. And I was like, oh, this will be easier. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> and so we had this like project at the end of the semester and it was like, I mean, you're, grade if you were doing well in the class like I mean maybe you could slide by and not do it but like that's what you work up to mm-hmm. you had to basically create an item pitch it to one of the professors <clears throat> colleagues or friends and so and like with all your peers watching and grading you and I was like I I think I'd rather lose my right arm <laughs> and do this <laughs> like I even calculated what my final grade would be if I took a zero on oh, it oh no <laughs> And then I took like a public speaking class during the summer. So I only had to talk for like 10 people versus, you know, 50. But I think that all the jobs that I've had and the hands-on experience um, of just doing it Mm -hmm. made me far more comfortable. You know, my first job out of college, I was a special events assistant at a country club doing weddings. And I swore up and down, I would never be in sales and I would never do weddings. And whatever you are never say never (laughs) and um and so I I really you force yourself and you're you're going to make mistakes I think that that's having grace on Mm -hmm. yourself is important too because I I we all tend to be our biggest critics yeah and um you know it's the things that keep us up at night and I'm like wow I'm so dumb why did I say that you know and going over and over in your head but I think just the hands-on experience um, and asking questions, like being like, you know, vulnerable enough and confident enough to know that like, you're not going to know everything. Right. Okay. You you know, like you're still trying to figure everything out. Like my boyfriend just bought a house and I was like, I have no idea about any of this, but here we are learning together. Yeah. So, um, and it's just, it's a process and that's okay. Um, But I just, I think, I, my internship <clears throat> that in, encouraged me to get, you know, hands-on and in, in front of like other professionals mm-hmm. to, to mirror their, you know, how they handle difficult situations. Um, how do they work under stress? You know, like right. 
how did they navigate this? And, um, you know, just seeing it in person. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank you. All right, we're gonna take a short break. For the spring semester of 2021, we are excited to bring back our Distinguished Speaker series. This series is for local high school students to log in, join us via Zoom, to hear from leaders from companies in our community, but also companies from across the country. These sessions will take place twice a month on the first and third Thursday of every month from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. To learn more details and to register in advance, visit the EFTA website, www.efta-us.org, and click on our virtual speaking events. Um, You can find the details about our podcast, but also the details about our Distinguished Speaker Series for the spring semester. We look forward to having you join us. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We would love to hear from our listeners um, feedback for the podcast, but also what are some um, industries or companies or some people in our community that that you want to hear from? Um, Do you have a desire to be an attorney? Do you have a desire to own your own business or be part of a nonprofit, we would love to hear from you so that we can um, invite guests under our podcast that um, are people that you guys as listeners want to hear from. So here's what you have to do. If you have an industry or you have someone that you want um, us to interview, please email those details to um, the EFTA office website, office at EFTA us.org and we will collect those submissions and work on getting um, guests on our podcast that you guys want to hear from. Again, that's office at efta-us.org. Welcome back. We are speaking with Lauren Lothringer, who is the Community Relations Director at Planet Ford Lincoln in Spring, Texas. And um, we've got an overview of you, an insight to you, education, um, the things that you are doing with Planet Ford, also kind of how that hiring process within a pandemic. Um, I know that we have a lot of listeners out there that, I mean, I wonder what that is like. Um, so thank you for speaking into that. But I want to start off um, after our break with what is a pr- what's one of your proudest moments, whether that's working now with Planet Forward or maybe a previous previous um, company that you worked with, what, what's one of those moments that stands out the most? Yeah, so <clears throat> typically, and I think that in our society, you know, we put a lot of stress on what other people think and, you know, um, it's, it's hard not to. You're surrounded by it. Um, it's in your face, like, 24-7. Yeah. And so, um, I think I kind of mentioned briefly, you know, during the interview process, I learned a lot about what I didn't want in a role. Um, and always, we were, all, we're all working so hard to get to the top and, you know, but it really truly matters about your everyday duties and how you're operating on that front versus your title. Um, but I think that probably my biggest accomplishment and, and usually the first thing everyone says whenever, you know, we meet, and like, oh my gosh, you're so young. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> I guess. And you know, but it, it's it's not meant to be a negative thing, you know, and they certainly don't mean it like that either. 
um, if anything, it's positive, you know, and I think it shows my aspirations and my drive to be in a director position, you know, and the fact that Sean and Brad thought so much of me to, to give me that and those responsibilities, you know, they're, they're trusting me that I'm going to go out <clears throat> whenever I leave here, even if I'm sitting at dinner, you know, with my family, that if there's anything that they overhear my conversations about where I work, that I'm representing them appropriately and well. Right. And the fact that they put so much trust in me at my age, I think is incredible. Um, I'm extremely grateful. Um, so that's definitely one of them. Um, <clears throat> I also too, I call it a side hustle, <laughs> not really. Um, but I, I realized that, and this is probably just the season of life that I am in, <clears throat> but a lot of my friends are getting married and engaged. And that's a lot of what my background is in. You know, I started off in weddings and then I moved to hotel uh, sales. I did some event coordination there for weddings. And then I kind of popped on the sales side. And, <clears throat> um, and so I had a lot of questions. And I realized how often uh, it was, such foreign territory for the clients that I was speaking to when I was talking about like hotel room blocks. And if you don't know it, like if you're not on the opposite side and you haven't like been through it before, like reading a different language, you know, <laughs> it's intimidating because you're like, oh my gosh, am I on the hook? Like it's already so much money to get married. And you know, am I, I'm signing my life away is what it feels like. And so I had a lot of people start asking me questions, you know, or what does like a normal timeline look like for a wedding? And you know, like, what should I look for in duties for a day of coordinator? Or, you know, like, do do I have to sign a contract for a room block? Is there anything that you know? Is there a courtesy block? And so I started getting a lot of those questions. And to me, it's so just like second nature. Like I can look at a contract, go through it, be like, no, you probably should sign this. You should insert um, a force majeure, you know, protect yourself because of the pandemic. You yeah. know, things like add a reschedule clause. And so, and I loved doing it. And so I um, I ended up like, I'm still in the process of kind of doing things, but I've helped a lot of like my, my close friends and all that good stuff. And um ideally what I want to do is basically be like Houston's wedding consultant yeah and um and kind of just see where it goes because and I originally every I've thought about this and I've tried it different ways but everything was so honed in um that it just didn't work and so I'm trying to go broader but there was this guy that inquired at the hotel that I worked at and his program was out of California and um, it was basically like art galleries, like, and he would wipe out like four, four or five levels of the hotel and clear out all the furniture and the rooms and each room would be like a different exhibit for a different artist, like from across like the, the US. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I love this program so much. Like this is near and dear to my heart, you know? And I wanted to win his business so bad at JW. I was like, please have your event here. I want to go. I want to be a part of this. Like, I know you can't hire me, but like, let me, just let me help, you know? And I actually ended up leaving and going to the law firm next that I previously came from. And I didn't even know this, but I, I got an email about six months later after him and I had met and, you know, nothing ever came out of it. And he ended up moving on to a different hotel, but apparently he had reached out to me and I had already left. Well, 
he had sent me an email that included two free VIP tickets because he remembered how much I loved this program. I was so excited for this event. And um, <clears throat> I ended up going and I um, saw him and started talking to him. And I was like, you know, how, how's the planning process coming for, for next year? And they're like, what are you kind of looking at? And, and I kind of pitched him my idea. And I was like, yeah, I'm happy to help you. And we exchanged a few emails. I let him know my rates and um, he was like, let's do it. And I was like, we would? Yeah, you <laughs> read that again? <laughs> All the way out in California, you have a year in charge of this huge festival, like event thing that's tied to an even bigger thing in Houston. And you're trusting me? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I was like, this is not happening. And I remember I was so excited. I called my mom and I was like, this is like, this is not happening. And so we began working on it and got his contract secured and all that good stuff. And so it was just, it was crazy, you know, and I, I was just floored that like someone believed in like, my idea as yeah. much as I did. And like, he trusted me and like, was talking about and would take my advice, you know? And so, and we tore that contract to pieces, <laughs> but, and we got it to a place of where like, you know, both parties were comfortable signing it. And that, and that's really, again, reverting back to helping people, guiding them in a way that they feel comfortable. You know, and we have a girl that's getting married here, and she, uh, I guess, had ever heard me talking about it, and she was like, "Can you help me?" And I was like, yeah. "I would." Love you. <laughs> so you know, and and I think that that was probably my other really big accomplishment personally. Um, it's still a career, but you know, majority of my time is spent with Ford, and you know, during the workday, normal <clears throat> work hours is is you know here. But that's mm -hmm. kind of I have big plans and big dreams for it, and mm -hmm. I kind of myself up for whenever I do have children something that I can do from home you mm -hmm. know and, and you never know what's going to come out of it so yeah I love that and I I I love that when you got into side hustle because I feel like people categorize millennials with having side hustle <laughs> right and, uh, but I think yours has a different like I like your twist of it and I like that it is something that is something that you're passionate something that that you like you said near and dear to your heart, but it's also helping people. I mean, I, for my wedding, I had a close friend who was my day of coordinator and I don't know what I would have done without her. Like, right. It's in, those are things that you don't think you need, whether it's a wedding or a big event or a company event, or even with planet forward, you being able to have that knowledge to be able to help bring that within in events and just in, in right. that community as itself is a big plus and so um I, I, yeah but those are good those are good proudest moments thank you yeah well also too a lot like you find that I've just seen you know from people that have asked me when it comes to like coordinators and that's kind of like where this idea came from was um like a lot of people don't want to spend like they're expensive if you hire a coordinator mm -hmm. full like full-fledged months in advance I mean you're probably looking at anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars I yeah. mean that's for a good one that knows what they're doing. And I think that specific personality types and depending on what their schedules are, a lot of people don't need that, but they also too don't wanna go flying around making decisions that they're not confident in when thousands of dollars are on the line. Right. That's why I like took a step back and I was like, well, you know, I have this full-time gig that I can't dedicate, you know, another full-time thing. I can't split myself right. into two people, but you know, what about agreeing on a billable hourly rate of 
you know, and they come to me, pay for what you need, you know, like there, there is no pressure. If you don't want to bring me to your flower thing, I want to go, you know, like yeah. it's, you don't need my help with that. And for me personally, like a, a coordinator would probably just stress me out if I have one there, you know, like I need some time to evaluate it. And then if I have questions, I'll ask. And, but it's the decision and the responsibility like really lies with them. Right. And there is that expectation of it set in advance of they know that that costs money. So maybe they kind of think twice about asking, like, do I really need her help with this? You know? And so I think that that's kind of where it came from. And I, I guess you could call it coordinator, but it's really not that it's, it's consulting and it's right. advice and guiding you in the right direction of where you want to head. And then being like, okay, cool. Like I'll talk to you next time I need you, you know? And so I think that and I, I too, it saves some money. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to hand you a bill for $7,500 at the end of it, you know? Yeah. And I think takes the pressure off too. And, and so that's kind of where the idea came from. Yeah. You found the need, you met the need with great service. <laughs> so uh, a lot of our listeners are that high school age range. You grew up in the area in which you, in this area, what would you go back and tell your 17, 18 year old self? Like, what is that one piece of advice? Um, be picky about doing what you spend your time on. Um, life is so precious. And I think we for, we fail to remember that. Um, and, you know, if I could go back and do things differently with my college education and career and all that good stuff, um, I think that I, I probably wouldn't have been in a relationship. And it's so hard to, to look outside of that because things and emotions are attached. I mean, it's, it's the end of the world, you know, like you, right. you feel like that. And um, I, I just encourage people to do things that their future self will thank them for and, and do things that are going to drive you, you know, to, to be awesome in your career and kill it. But also to keep in mind that like personal and work-life balance is important too, but still do things that benefit you and always keep yourself in mind. And I think we try, especially as females, you know, we try to do everything and please everyone. You have kids and dogs and husband and wives and, you know, like whatever that may be. Um, but really take a step back. You know, I don't even try to remind about that. I'm like, girl, you are running yourself way too ragged. Like, no, <laughs> stop it. So, you know, and I think that everyone kind of needs that reminder. And I guess it's been the year of kind of like self-help and yeah. Uh, evaluating life and pondering those serious questions and so I think that that's probably the biggest advice that I could go back and give myself. Awesome I love that thank you. Um, all right so we like to end every podcast episode with just two fun additional questions and um, the first one that I have for you is a popular one from our guest. What if you could have one food or one meal for the rest of your life every day what would it be? breakfast tacos <laughs> oh that's a good one it's they're so good I like to consider myself a breakfast tacos connoisseur um I have tried so many breakfast tacos across Houston it is insane it's down in Montrose that has my my heart I mean they just have like the homemade tortillas and like the Mexican cheese and like I mean it's just one little you know thing of goodness and um it's called La Mexicana off of Fairview if you're ever down there please go 
breakfast taco now that sounds really good I know I eat them for dinner my my boyfriend doesn't like breakfast for dinner he's more like I want it for breakfast and I'm like you're weird (laughs) um so I'll whatever he's like doing his thing I'll make some breakfast tacos for me and my dog (laughs) yeah it's not American to not like breakfast at dinner like that's a thing all right and secondly what is one piece of advice that you would give our listeners that are looking to enter into um, either the career of community relations serving people whether that's within Planet Forward or serving people within the events world yeah um I think that as hard as it is you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I mean, I there have been so many times with like social interaction, like public speaking. I'm like, I'm I'm going to black out. Yeah, <laughs> I do this physically, mentally, emotionally. It is not for me. But after it's over, you're like, oh my gosh, I just did that. I did that, you know. And you you get so hype, and you're like, I can do that, you know. And it just takes inspiration. And um, but I think more recently, I've stopped trying to stress so hard about the things like the nerve-wracking situations that I'm going in and just like, I'm just gonna do it like whatever happens like, I can't change it at the end of the day I can just right. do as I can answer the questions to the best of my ability and and that's it you know and if it doesn't work out I'm gonna learn from it yeah and, um but I think the second we stop putting ourselves in those situations is the minute we stop growing and evolving yeah. um so as tough as it is I mean you know, even in your classes with my professors, I would go up and, and shake their hands and introduce myself to them because that's important. You know, right. if there's a public speaker and you can go and introduce yourself to them, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, put yourself out there, make your name known because people won't forget it. And they'll just like Randall, I, he walked up to me, you know, introduced himself. I'm like, wow, that is remarkable. Right. You know? So I think that that's probably my biggest piece of advice. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate you joining me today for the podcast. I uh, EFTA Planet Forward is um, a supporter of ours, and we thank you for your continued support of EFTA and investing in our students and programs in our community. Um, Listeners, if you'd like to learn more about Education for Tomorrow Alliance and the programs that we offer online and in person, you can visit us at www.efta-us.org for more details and how to register for things coming up. Um, Lauren, thank you again. Yeah. You have have a great rest of your week and um, look forward to meeting you in person soon. Yes, likewise. Thank you so much. Have a good one. 